Uh, Sabrina Nanji from Queen's Park Observer was on with us early this morning and raised the prospect that some sources are telling her there may be a cabinet shuffle tomorrow, which would be one solution for the crisis involving the housing minister. You know, the rumors are flying wildly these days at Queen's Park, but I have heard that there could be a, a cabinet shuffle on Friday, the Friday before a long weekend, of course. And my sources are telling me that, you know, Clark resigning is really th- their way out of this rather than, you know, him getting ousted. And it's not maybe potentially not going to be a major cabinet shakeup. But I-, I think if Clark sees the writing on the wall, you know, he's going to have to step aside. And I just I see it as inevitable. I saw it as inevitable that the chief of staff for the housing minister was going to resign. And he did. And incidentally, those chiefs of staff are appointed by the premier's office. So their first loyalty actually is to the premier and the premier's office, not to their own minister. Uh, But I also, and you know, I'm sorry, he's probably listening right now, and I'm sorry you're in a crisis, but that doesn't, you know, eliminate you from the line of fire when it comes to taking responsibility for what an awful lot of Ontarians see as a scandal and a crisis. NDP opposition leader Marit Stiles is with us. Good morning. Good morning. I guess you see the minister's resignation as inevitable, but I mean, how many heads do you hope to collect? (laughs) Well, um, you know, I filed this complaint with the integrity commissioner back in, I think, December. Um, So a lot has come out since then, you know, and uh, obviously it's it's like 166 pages long. I haven't seen anything like this from the integrity commissioner before. There's a lot in there. I'm still going back through it again and again. And but I think, you know, ultimately it shows a a massive breach of trust. And, you know, I mean, the the minister and the the integrity commissioner says that he broke the members integrity act. He broke the law. Um, He deceived Ontarians. And I think, you know, I'm hearing as I go around the province, people are outraged by all of this, whether they're angry about the green belt carb up or the, the trust issues and the scandal. Uh, And I think he, he, he needs to resign. And the fact that he hasn't resigned and he didn't resign right after the auditor general's report uh, I'm now calling on the premier, you know, you got to fire him. If he won't resign, he needs to be kicked out of cabinet. And like you said, nothing personal, but, but look, I mean, this is a massive issue uh, and it's not going to go away. And, and frankly, even after he steps down, we will continue to ask questions uh, because there's a lot in that report. And um, I have to say also the premier himself is, is implicated in the report. Okay, so do you, because this is a real fine point, but, you know, in matters of law and scandal, we have to get into the fine points. Do you genuinely believe that there is something corrupt that has happened here, or it's just that they made some bad choices? No, I think that when they intentionally change laws and policies and processes so that they favor a specific few people who are going to make a lot of money off of these land swaps, that's collusion and corruption. No question. And I mean, you know, people have said to me, well, did they, did the developers hand them a, an envelope of cash? I, I, we don't know that they did at all for sure, but, but it's not really about that, right? Like they are donors to the party for sure, but it's also, you know, what are the other benefits to, uh, to individuals here down the road? You know, at the end of the day, the point is that some people in this government, uh, 
facilitated them, these specific few developers who have connections to the Conservative Party, donors, friends of the Premier, uh, to get to make a lot of money to the tune of $8.3 billion. And that's coming from the Auditor General. So it's it may be a Conservative estimate. So yeah, I do. I absolutely, I would stick by what I've said before. This is corruption and collusion. You have called for the House to be reconvened, but you have to know that's not going to happen. It's very convenient for the Premier that the House is out of session. Yeah, I mean, absolutely it is. And I would say to the premier, like Doug Ford has been, you know, he's been hiding a lot, right? He's trying very hard to keep his phone records and emails secret. The The report, there's a lot of references in the report. Uh, and, the, and the integrity commissioner says, you know, uh, one person said this, one person said that. But lots of references to the fact that the premier may have handed files to the chief of staff directly, uh, phone calls that the premier was having with developers. So I think the premier is hiding a lot here and he doesn't want to be exposed on this. And, you know, yeah, you're right. He doesn't have to recall the legislature. Uh, it's not supposed to come back till September 25th. They delayed the start of it, the conservatives already. Uh, they don't want to come back, uh, but they, they need to. They should. And the Auditor General said the first thing they should do is return the land to the Greenbelt. That's like their number one priority. And that's the one thing they will not do. Thanks for this. My pleasure. Thank you. Myrit Stiles is the NDP leader and the leader of the opposition. Uh, Going from Queen's Park to Ottawa, the federal liberals seem to be in some pretty serious trouble. And the problem with polls is for a political party and public sentiment and more importantly, sort of how people regard your brand. Um, If it starts to fade, it usually just continues to get worse. And for Justin Trudeau and his sunny ways from 2015 and a majority government to the position he's in right now, where the liberals look like they're in for a shellacking in the next election cycle and Pierre Polyev inevitably becomes the prime minister, there it's, it's, a, it's a tough hill to climb to try and turn that sort of thing around. Nick Nanos was talking about the latest poll, and what is particularly intriguing is that some Canadians are abandoning the Liberals for the Conservatives, and a lot of that is about the economy, and others feel that the Liberals are not Liberal enough, so they're drifting away to the NDP. But the interesting thing is, they're going in two directions. They're not just going to one party. There are some young Canadians, and I would hazard to say those are the ones that are struggling to pay pay the bills, struggling to work, trying to navigate in a post-pandemic world, who are drifting to the Conservatives. And then there are other former young Liberals who are going to the New Democrats because they're probably frustrated. They want to see more action on climate change. They want to see more on reconciliation with Indigenous peoples, more on inequality and fighting inequality. They want more progressive and more progressive policies, and they're not seeing action. They're seeing lots of talk from the Liberals, talk that they like, but they're not seeing concrete actions. And that's always going to be a very intriguing part of approval questions when it comes to polling because you know somebody might say well Justin Trudeau has such and I haven't looked lately such and such an approval rating which is dismal but sometimes that approval rating is as Nick Nanos was just saying uh, people who are liberal and don't feel that he is or the government are liberal enough and then there's just you know always going to be a core of people who never liked Justin Trudeau never were going to vote for him disapprove of whatever he does but when you get into a position where your supporters 
supporters don't believe you're actually doing the kinds of things they want to get done, then they also put you in the disapproval category. A liberal member of parliament, an interesting coverage today, uh, was warned about a pro-suicide forum on the internet. This is according to a CP24 report this morning in 2019. And this all connects with the guy whose name I don't use because I think, he, I believe that he is a serial killer. And so I'm not, and, and honestly, a thrill-seeking serial killer. Um, I, I believe that, uh, I guess I should say allegedly, but I mean, this is the guy who's been mailing out a chemical that in the right dosage will kill you, but also possibly mailing this stuff, selling it to people he knew intended to commit suicide. And there are, I don't even have the words for it. I mean, it's really, it's an unspeakable thing to imagine that there are websites and forums that effectively encourage people to kill themselves. And I guess it's, you know, death by, it's murder by proxy. You know, you, you get your thrill as a serial killer by encouraging somebody to kill themselves. Um, but uh, Etobicoke MP Kirsty Duncan got a complaint about this forum in 2019. And I don't know necessarily that means that she was uh, derelict in this whole thing. But this website is inhibited and blocked in other countries. 